back to the circle path. I'm Adam. Here with Alicia. <laughs> What's up? Why do you say it like that? Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> oh. Weirdo. <laughs> we should just talk. We tell them it's Alicia in reality. Oh my God. It's not Alicia. Everyone calls you Alicia, but it's Alicia. Actually, most people call me Alicia. Oh, Alicia. Yeah, and that's how they do it here in the... Uh, Ohio. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm like, sick. That's not... No, I'm kidding. We, <laughs> like, can you just say my name right? <laughs> people love to say Alicia. No. What's it, Listen, so, let's be honest. I'm just like, whatever. At least you're not calling me like bitch or something. <laughs> so That you I'm, know of. Uh, right. So I'm like, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. Hey, you, you know, I respond by a lot of things. And anything works? I mean. Is that what you're saying? I'm not picky. Ah. So what's up? Except for like mom. Sometimes I avoid that when I just run out of the room. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We run. We run from that. (laughs) Nobody's nobody's here by that name. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Um, What's up? Uh, not much. Tell us about your your stuff. Oh, me being a chungus. Yes, chungus episode. A chungus nine. among us. Chungus among us. Wow. Chungus among us. <laughs> <laughs> We're stupid. All right. Well, tell so, us. So, um, I weighed myself today. And I was like 188.4. Oh, you God. broke the 180s. Yes, nice. Broke the 180s. That whole like intermittent fasting thing, it's just, I suck. You're not doing that anymore? Like, I can't keep up with it. Like, I keep thinking I'm going to do it, and I just, I'm weak. It's, it, I can imagine it's very hard. It, it's, I'm still there. Like, I still think about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just too much of a fat ass. <laughs> and, I, and I give in to my cravings, and I eat these almonds. Yeah, the almonds are killing killing you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, give me some more salt and vinegar almonds. Like, nobody needs to eat the amount of almonds I'm eating. You're getting that healthy fat, though. <laughs> Oh my god and it has like all this fiber in it and you're like great i'll go poo no i'm not even pooing oh well that's tmi tmi bro yeah whatever <laughs> just saying so we were in georgia and you posted the uh the picture of um the bigfoot museum yep so so yeah that's why that's why we missed the podcast last week because we were we were down in Atlanta for a little bit for a uh, a cheer thing a cheer thing yep like huge cheer thing yep like only like eight billion freaking girls between the ages of I don't know six and eighteen I'm just like oh my god <laughs> it's pretty much a father's nightmare there. <laughs> The same. <laughs> he was like checked out. He's like, um, do I look like a weirdo by reading this book called Abduction? 
Yeah, so I did have I did so I I carried my John Mack abduction book there to the uh, the Georgia World Congress, and it was so freaking loud. I wanted to read this thing. Okay, so I mean, just picture this. Like here we are. I don't know if you've ever been there, but this is where the I believe the Olympics were held there. You know, back in the nineties. So, anyways, this place is huge. Like several million square feet huge like humongous um and there are groups of girls i don't know if anybody is listening that knows about cheer like competitive cheer but like we're talking like groups between like 15 and 30 like girls in a group and there's about probably 500 of these groups. <laughs> Everywhere. And their parents. <laughs> and their siblings. And then there's Adam trying to find a quiet place to sit to read his abduction book. <laughs> good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I thought it would be a good idea to bring it, but... <laughs> um... <laughs> not, yeah, not so much. You were trying to be abducted. <laughs> Please come get me, guys. I need to get out of here. Yeah. So we're like in the hotel room, and he's like lounging on one side of, like we have two, I don't know. Double beds or Double whatever. beds. He's like flopped on one side of the bed, like reading his abduction book. We have like, what do we have on TV? Paranormal caught on video or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah, one of those travel channel shows. <laughs> We're just getting ready for a cheer competition, and Maddie's just like, "Why is it? <laughs> Why do we have to like have all this weird stuff all the time?" Because that's how we are. Yeah, we are weird parents, don't you know? <laughs> she's yeah. she's figured that by out by now, but the yeah, yeah. So, question. Yes. Did you notice? Did you notice how many of the uh, adult stores we passed? <laughs> yeah, there's an inordinate amount of adult stores going down from Ohio to Georgia. It's literally every other exit. <laughs> I mean, if you're in, if you if you if you want to stop and get some stuff, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of it on the way. I mean, I'm it, like. Why is it that they have to have so many of these on the exit? Like, well, I mean, you're driving through. You got to get some stuff on the way, right? You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, every other exit. Well, I mean, I guess you're out in the woods, so like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, what's happening? There's that, some... that look, <laughs> that look, like, what is that? Like, oh God. <laughs> Divert. <laughs> Change the subject. Yeah, when your kid Look asks, at the Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. Don't look that way. Look the other way. <laughs> like, I don't want to explain this. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, so we posted a few of the pictures on yeah. Instagram and But we didn't get to make it there. We yeah. just were too tired. Yeah, and we we I posted a few on the Twitter as well. Um, if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't subscribed to that or followed us there, 
then we're posting a lot of cool stuff on there. So funny, we were um, at a at a competition again today, and uh, the car that was in front of us had a sticker. A uh, they had gotten their car from a a car dealership in Roswell, and then and the um the logo for the car dealership was a like a spaceship. Oh yeah, or a, yeah. yeah. That, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That's the first time I've ever seen a car from Roswell, so. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. I should have got a picture of that. Yeah, I wasn't quick. No. Or you weren't quick, because I was driving. <laughs> and I'm responsible. I don't take pictures while I drive. Just saying. Oh. Okay. Just saying. Hurry, <laughs> <laughs> right, get the picture, get the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what are, we, what are we talking we're, about? We're talking about tulpas tonight. What do you know about tulpas? What do I know about a tulpa? Yes. Tulpa. Um, it's, it's a funny word, tulpa. You know? Like toupee, tulpa, like, I don't know. Um, What do I know about tulpas? Uh, very little, really. Well, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me enlighten you a little bit here. Please do. Okay. So the word tulpa, or a tulpa, the idea of a tulpa, comes from Tibetan Buddhism, where it is consciously created. It's a, it's an object that comes, or it's, it's basically it's, it's Tibetan Buddhism creates the idea of it came from Tibetan Buddhism. Let me just say that it's it's thought to be basically a consciously created being or object. In the same way it is consciously created, it is thought again that a person can unknowingly create a topa. And when you look at the meaning of the word topa, it means to build or construct. It is, it is thought to also be a more complex version of a thought form that develops in its own into its own sentience and its own will. The topa is also thought to always be growing and learning in the same way our dreams can turn bad, so can also a tulpa. And there are many people that report that a tulpa has turned on them and caused a lot of trouble in their life and has taken them in some cases years to get rid of them. Mm. Interesting. So So what's the difference between a tulpa and a egregore? Funny you should ask that. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. I might have some notes on that. Oh. Yes. Enlighten me. Okay, so again, what's an egregore? An egregore is essentially a tulpa, but the difference is it's made by a group of pe- a group of people, and are pro- are programmed for various tasks. So they're meant to be a way to influence people, events versus actually changing events themselves, and. They take a gr- a group to maintain maintain the thought form. Okay. So a tulpa. So what do you mean by group? Meaning. So I mean, like two plus people. Are we talking like? Yeah, yeah. People yeah. like tons of people, like so, people all over around the world, or like what do you mean by a group? So it can be like, a, do they have to be like congregating? congregated together or can they just be like scattered throughout and then they're like explain so they can be they can be created by all of those things so like 
let's say a, I mean, like we were talking about in our last podcast with about Zozo, right? Okay. A lot of people think about Zozo, give him power, right? And Zozo, again, because some people might not know who Zozo is, we are, it's thought to be a demon. That communicates primarily through the Ouija board. board. Yes. But. So, so my theory, as I described in the last, the last podcast was it might be an egregore, which is like I was just saying, a thought form that is, that is, that's come to fruition through group think, right? So. They're all thinking Zozo is a real thing, and Zozo becomes a real thing, right? So a tulpa can be consciously or unconsciously created by one individual, right? Okay, so this is this is not a group activity. Uh, no. Okay. No. So, so you and I could could do this. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, unknowingly. Unknowingly or knowingly. So could so is a tulpa a poltergeist? You're getting way ahead of me here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Sorry. We'll, Go we'll, ahead. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that right All now. All right. Okay. So so <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> so so since you brought that up, listen, bitch. <laughs> You're ruining my flow. <laughs> You're ruining my notes flow. Oh. But we'll jump around. We'll jump around. Oops. So 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 there's various theories as to whether or not they're pulled. Oh I'm sorry. I'm just like having the worst gas pain ever. Are you for real right now? <sighs> I'm so for real. <laughs> I mean tacos tonight and I'm just like, oh. Oh. Well, it wasn't Taco Bell at least, you know. Kind of stuff. There. Okay, so I had okay, so okay, I'm low carbing, so I had a low carb tortilla. If people want to know, they're gonna try to get saucy with me. It was low carb, and I had a little salad. So you were good then, huh? I was good, but oh my god, I feel like I'm dying right now. <laughs> okay, this is exactly what people come to the podcast to hear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like this girl, <laughs> well, and by mean, girl I mean thirty-six-year-old freaking farting up a storm woman I, <laughs> that's got a hair on her chin that's fat. <laughs> like people are like sick. <laughs> then they like go to Instagram, they see my picture, and they're like, "Gross." <laughs> well, at least they know that you're real, right? <laughs> we're not. We're not models of Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, those are not photoshopped pictures, by the way. They're not edited. Yeah. That is all real. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's us in all of our glory, our fat glory. <laughs> that sexy lady you're seeing on there, that's me, 100%. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so now that, we, now that we've gone down that road. Um... All right, let's get back. What were, what were you even squirrel. talking about? <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. All right. So we're talking about... Oh, Tulpa's and Poltergeist. Okay. Yes. So uh, If you want to go down that road right now. Yeah, we, we might as well. I mean, 
So Okay, why don't we just talk about a tulpa? Okay, so you or I, an individual, creates the tulpa. Yes. Okay. And it can be consciously created or unconsciously created. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay, so, so the Tibetans also describe them as phantoms. And they're basically beings who are, are built or constructed. Where did you get this information from? All over the internet. Okay. It's everywhere. So not one particular Not one space. specific space. Okay. So a good example of this, to kind of describe what, what some think they are, right? It's come from the Tibetan tradition. Uh, there was a book by a woman named Alexandra David Neal, and she wrote this book called Magic and Mystery in Tibet. Wrote this in 1929, I think it was. She went to Tibet to study Tibetan Buddhism. And she was shown all of these examples of tulpas, right? So these lamas and all these Tibetan holy men were able to create them at will, right? They can... They can create them at will, and destroy them at will. Now, those of us that that aren't Tibetan holy men or holy women, whatever, it takes significantly longer to create one. So she decided that she was going to create one. She's going to, she, you know, she, she, saw, she saw that it was going to be difficult, but she decided she wanted to do it, right? So she took, it took like six months for her to meditate and do all these things that the, the holy men told her to do, right? Essentially, she created some, something like, you know, like in uh, Robin Hood, the Friar Friar Tuck character, like the, the fatter monk mm-hmm. guy, the, the drunk guy. So she kind of created something like that where it was, it was a monk. It kind of had that look okay. and... At first, she started seeing it out of the corner of her eye, right? It would, like, manifest in the corner of her, corner of her eye as kind of a shadowy type figure, kind of like a shadow person type thing. Okay. But eventually, she was able to fully see it. It would fully form and fully, it became sentient. Okay, so it comes and goes. Uh, yes, it could come and go as it pleased. Just like just like you, you and I, right? Okay. So it, became, so it comes and goes at will. Yes. It starts to have thoughts. Yes. So let me let me read you this because this this describes her her story pretty okay. good. So it says, um, "A tulpa, as David Neal explained it, is a sort of an illusion created by spiritual energy, and it can look like anything that can be mistaken for real." In extreme cases, these illusions can be solid and if and of a living being could take on a life of its own and possibly outlive their creator. Right? So she also says that tulpas are created either by a spiritual entity or by a human who could properly envision the object they wish to represent as if it was real to begin with. And she also goes on to say, in Tibet it was believed that various spirits and deities Deities used tulpas to create manifestations of themselves for people to interact with. 
It was also believed that some very well-trained llamas, like I was saying, the holy men there, could also create these illusions with varying degrees of skill. Past that, even common people could occasionally create a tulpa inadvertently when they focused on a thought too much, right? So she did, she did all this and created one, and it eventually she couldn't control it anymore. It like it got to the point where she couldn't control it. And it started messing with, with people. It started changing its its form. Okay. So it was no longer this friar tuck looking fat guy. It was like a sh- like a skinnier version of itself. It was like it became sentient. So and it looks solid. Yes. It it, it came to physical form. And there were part of the book. It was like they were talking about. It was messing with villagers. It was doing all kinds of things that she didn't want it to do. And she went. She she essentially said, "I need to control this thing. I need to destroy this thing." So she goes about trying to destroy it, and it took several months for her to actually get rid of it. So, do your thoughts get rid of it? Yeah. So or do you have to go through like a ritual or what are you, what are you doing? So you have, you have to, yeah, you have to go through this whole thing to destroy it. And it was like reabsorbed into your subconscious and dissolved essentially. Does that make sense? It does make, I mean. Cause if it's a thought form, that's where it end up ultimately ends up back, back there. Right. And it's just kind of hard to understand because if it becomes solid, I mean, it's not solid. How? It's not solid like you and I. It, it it can't. It could come to that, but it's not. It doesn't stay that way. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. Come. It's coming. Going. Yes. Yeah. And I, like a spirit. Kind of, but, but uh, like when somebody sees like a full-bodied apparition kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. And they say, oh, well, I had a conversation with them and then they just disappeared. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So so another, another example of, of this, she, she gave was, um, there's a guy named Lama Rinpoche, which was, she, when she was in Tibet, she, she was really good friends with this, this Lama and he would come and go from her camp quite frequently. Right. So one day he showed up. And sat down in a chair outside of her, the the tent that she was in. And when she, like the she had a chef that helped her do her all of her meals and all that, you know. The chef went out there and talked to him, asked him what he wanted, all these things. She went out, she looked at him, talking to him. She went back in the tent. Her and the chef went back in the tent. He was gone when they came back out. Like, they're out in the middle of Tibet, right? There's nowhere for him to go. Mm, yeah. So later on, he tells her, yeah, that was one of my tulpas that I created to come and t- chat with you. So that was like a physical manifestation. So can, so are you able to guide them into doing things? Yeah, yeah. So if, so, if you're in control of them. You can get them to do what you, you can advise them as to what you want them to do. 
right? So they share they share the same mind. So space. is this almost like a a witchcraft kind of thing, or some kind of? No, no, no. This is something different. Okay. So there's another there's no, there's another way of thinking about these, and it's sometimes it's it's uh, sometimes people associated with. Th- Dissociative identity disorder or whatever like okay. that. Okay, that's that's interesting because I kind of went there. I was like, how yeah. would you? I mean, but I mean, you always run that that line when you um. Sorry, I'm just super distracted right now. Our kid just came in the room, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't even know where the hell is going with this. Anyways, um Well, I could tell I could tell you. So so Can you just get out of here? <laughs> so, so so Goodbye. <laughs> Go eat your popcorn cuz if you don't I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um No, what I was going to say was I think that it that that happens that could happen frequently where if you're going to go see a psychiatrist or something, or if you say like, I'm having these thoughts or I'm having these people talk to me or I'm seeing these whatever little goblin looking guys or whatever. I mean, yeah, like you're running that risk. Well, okay. So, so there's another thought of being diagnosed with whatever schizophrenia or whatever. Right. So, it's there's there's something called tulpamancy, right? So like necromancy or geomancy or whatever like that, but they call it tulpamancy. And it's a branch of a wider phenomenon of plural, plurality, right? So plurality, plurality, I can't even I can't even fucking say it. Plurality. Say it again. Plurality. If I say it slow, I can say it. Say it fast. Plurality. I can't say it. <laughs> you sound like you just threw up. I did. I just I just puked all over my microphone. <laughs> plurality. 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 Okay. Plur- plurality is an umbrella term encompassing all phenomena where multiple consciousness consciousness is cohabit a singular brain. Right. So if you picture it that way, every non-plural has a voice in the in their head already. And the original person with their own memories, personal personality traits, and sensibilities. So plural systems have multiple such entities sharing a head, right? So they all have their own unique identities and personalities. And essentially, so essentially there's a lot of, there are numerous examples of plurality basically associated with this. Right. So take it for what you want or what you will, but I mean, it could be, you know, people saying that they're, that they have tulpas, right. That do things for them or they cohabit the same, the same mind space, but you know, much like a schizophrenic or not schizophrenic, but like a multiple personality person it switches off, right? The main, the main, you as a person switches off and your tulpa takes over and does whatever it's going to do. It has all of your physical faculties, basically like a, a, like a possession type thing. 
Got it. And it can do whatever it wants to do. But you can communicate with the these multiple tulpas, if you have multiple or just one or whatever, through what they call tulpish. It sounds it sounds fucking crazy, but they call it tulpish, right? So it's like how you communicate with the tulpa in the same mind space, right? So it's not just language, it's pictures, it's emotions, it's all that kind of thing between the tulpa and yourself. So you could be communicating with this tulpa. Yes. And then writing something and then you're still continuing to write, but now you're writing in return as yourself back to it. I mean, you, you or are you just having these full on conversations in your head? In your head, I think that's what they call it. The tulpish is inside your head. Yeah. So it's like it's like its own language between you and whatever else, whatever other personality is there, right? So how would one know that this is a tulpa? That's a good question. I, versus versus just crazy, just like a mental breakdown. Yeah. So. I mean, because like when people have, when there's acutely stressed, I mean, you can start to have, you can start to go into psychosis, right? Where you actually hear voices and hear noises and see people, things, whatever, become more paranoid, whatever. I mean, or... I mean, it doesn't even have necessarily be related to stress. It could be different things that would flare up something like that. So in any case, how would one know that this is a something that like maybe you need to involve a parapsychologist versus a psychiatrist? Honestly, I think that this Tolvamancy thing is bullshit. Like it's it's a thing. They've got a huge subreddit. They've got all these different things, right? Like uh, there's a, there's a site called um, Tulpa io or something, and it talks about Tulpamancy and all of the uh, all of the the benefits and the pros and cons for having these inhabit your body or inhabit your mind space and all these different things. I think it's pretty much bullshit. Why do you think that? Because like you said, like how do you differentiate between you just being crazy versus this is actually a thing, right? So are you saying that tulpas aren't real? I'm not saying that. I'm saying this tulpa mancy that and these the the idea of multiple tulpas inhabiting your brain like like a different a different entity, like a possession type thing. But I mean, like as a, I mean, you can have a possession. You can have a possession, but I think it. Or I, you could be oppressed from an entity or demon. But I think that that's externally driven versus imaginary and internally driven, right? Your mind is a is a powerful thing, but how do you, like, how do you say, you know? Like that movie, you remember that movie, the, um, what's his, Split or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. 
and glass. I think it was in glass too, right? He has like 19 different things, 19 different right. people in his brain. That's what I think it is with with what these people are talking about, right? So potentially like a, I don't even think they call it multi, multiple personality disorder. They call it something else now. But well, it's, I think it's disassociative identity yes. disorder. Something like that. Yes. And I don't mean to say that people that have that are crazy. I'm just saying that that's how do you, that's how do you how do you differentiate that right you can't well you would have to have help yeah absolutely so according to this according to this site as well they say that another common misconception is that tulpas are dangerous and will attempt to take over or otherwise harm their host once they are strong enough to do so this may, this is a myth perpetuated by various creepypastas on the subject, according to tulpa.io. But in reality, the vast majority of tulpas are friendly toward their host and actually very helpful. The As mentioned previously, issues sometimes do arise out of lack of communication and can be solved with can be solved with communication. In addition, it makes very little sense for a tulpa to harm their host as they will be harmed as well as they are in the same body. Right. So, so how does one communicate with a tulpa? It's that tulpish, right? What I was, what I was talking to you about. I know. I mean, so, so like you just think you just start thinking about whatever year it is you're thinking about. And then like the tulpa just hears it. So, so, or are you like, Hey Tony, yeah, how are you today? It's, like it's pretty much that. So it's, it says communication within a system that does not consist purely of words, the transfer of emotions, impressions, images, and other raw ideas between system members. Most tulpas start out by communicating in this fashion. For some system members, this can be preferred or their only mode of communication throughout their existence. So that's what tulpish is. So it could be a variety of different things, but it's a collection of things, right? And they call. Well, I can see how the you when a person would unknowingly create a tulpa because I think most people are just thinking and feeling and doing whatever they're doing, and then this. I don't know. Do we call it an entity? Well, like, what are we calling a tulpa? I'm gonna call it an entity right now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I could see how you would just accidentally create it. Yeah, I mean, it's... again, like a poltergeist. So let's go. To, let's go down that road. Because I don't know. I to me, I just keep going down that. Yeah, so if if you 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 take it the route of the Tibetans, right? But I mean, a poltergeist is what like, and you see the, you see it outwardly, right? So could a would a tulpa, if you if you take can a tulpa react to you and then do it in a negative way internally? So for example, a poltergeist, they're throwing stuff around and their cabinet doors are flinging open or whatever. So like internally if a tulpa is upset 
and majority of the communication and the feeling and the interaction is internally are are the host or the person that's inhabited by the tulpa are they are more like a physical distress or mental distress do they have more anguish like what are the, what is it that they're experiencing if a tulpa is like reactive to them in a negative way like how would they how would you know that something's off that is a really good question I mean, I, if you go if you go the route of how a, the Tibetans view this, I think they would be you you could they, you would see the outward manifestation, right? You would see you would see the poltergeist act, like activity, right? Because they're sentient and they're they're external to your to your mind, right? Now, if you go with the Tulpamancy theory. You know that's that's inward, that's internal, right? And I guess manifestation would be through, I don't know, hurting the host, you know, doing something negative to the host. But again, I think that's not at all what this is. I think I lean towards the Tibetan version of this. Okay. And I do think that. Uh, these could that poltergeist activity could be some of this okay so all right so let's go down okay what is a poltergeist do we so you want to explain that or no i'm asking you well i don't have all the answers right (laughs) i don't really know if i know the exact it's a noisy noisy spirit right? right that's what they call it so i think that Noisy in the sense that they're throwing things and they're yeah. they they could be throwing things, rapping on walls, you know, doing that whole thing, right? So I talked a little bit about the Philip experiment, the last episode, right? Which is which was done by um, a bunch of researchers in the seventies in Canada, I believe, and they created a they created a poltergeist. By collectively thinking about it and giving him a complete backstory, right? So they called him Philip. They said he was a person that lived in the 1700 or 1600, something like that. Gave him a whole backstory. He had, he had kids. He had a wife. He had all these different things. This is what he did for a living, blah, blah, blah. And they continuously did seances with the same group of researchers trying to trying to call Philip and Philip didn't show up for a while because he didn't have it didn't have the energy to do so but if but eventually the poltergeist activity started chairs started moving knocks on walls started happening all these different things but he didn't come to physical fruition but poltergeist activity did happen okay so he was answering to Philip he, he became a sentient being. So he, they could create, they could communicate, sorry, they could communicate with him. So yes. they could say, hey, Philip, can you move that chair? Yes. And then the chair would just Yes. Move. Yep. Got it. So he, so yeah, so that's, that, 
I think that's totally in the realm of possibility for for tulpas to be a contributing factor to poltergeist activity. Yes. And maybe maybe other ghost activity as well. Maybe, you know, apparitions and, you know, you'll see sometimes you get those pictures of people um, seeing people in windows mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, you know, that... Like that would be, that would be a good, a good way to to explain those pictures sometimes, right? Because you actually see a physical manifestation of something standing in the window looking at you. I mean, it could be it could be an actual dead person, but it also could be, you know, a a, a replica of say you standing in the window looking out the window. But it wouldn't be you. It would be something else. It'd be my tulpa. Maybe. Or my tulpa. Or somebody else's So tulpa. does your tulpa come around with you? No, it could be it's sentient. It could do whatever it wants. What once it has enough energy. Once it's once it goes, let's go. It has its own will, it has its own everything. That's why Alexandra David Neal had such an issue with hers because it started causing issues and she couldn't control it in the same way that that she could be prior, right? So it, it changed its form. It changed everything. It had its own will. It could do whatever it wants. So to get rid of it, you you do this again by thought. Yeah, there's like meditations and all that stuff that you have to do to to dissolve it, I think. I, I don't know exactly what it is, how the exact process, but... Because there's a lot of things in... The paranormal that, like, for instance, psychics, like, you have to do a meditation, you have to calm your mind, and, you know, so, so anyways, I guess what I'm saying is, is that calming the mind, meditating, relaxing, those are all good things. Those are are good things to do anyway. Well, right. But if you do that on a pretty frequent basis what are the chances of you creating a tulpa i have no <laughs> idea that might be that might be something to yeah think that's something for me to ponder because that's like yeah if you say you sit sit in a room think about this you know similar things or don't think about anything because like when i think about somebody that's has high anxiety you know they're not they're Minds always racing and always thinking about future things, right? Like mm-hmm. depression, you're thinking about the past. Yeah. Anxiety, you're thinking about the future. So you're always worrying and thinking, mm-hmm. right? So I would assume that somebody that has higher anxiety would more likely create a, a tulpa. Inadvertently. Inadvertently. Yes. yes. Right. Exactly. Um, accomplished med- meditators, right? They're not going to be, they're not going to have their mind racing or. Right. So they wouldn't intentionally create one, I don't think. Um, it, in that kind of sense. Right. But who knows? You know, I don't know. That, that, that seems to me to be definitely, definitely possible, you know? So 
So, if you look over and you see a little furry little guy. <laughs> Why does he got to be furry? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he could be whatever you want, right? I guess whatever. So, it, in my head, if I'm creating him, can I say he's going to be, like, really cool and he's going to have hairy, cool, like, body. You say a hairy, cool body? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) I've been up way too long. I don't know. So, like, if I'm creating this in my head, right? Mm -hmm. Or I guess, I mean, like, does he take his own form? Does he decide what he wants to be like? Once it, well, it, you're just creating the thoughts, right? And well, then you're, you're whatever, constant. whatever happens, however they manifest themselves, like that's on them. No. So you, so I decide what he's gonna look like. Yes. So he can look like Bigfoot. Uh yeah. So according to according to the Tibetans, that's how you can, you can create them that way. So that they're they're built and constructed in. Whatever image you've you've concentrated on, right? So, can they do your bidding for you? So they're kind of like servitors, right? So, like like a servitor is something that's like um, it's basically a thought form that is created with sigils, sigils, right? And are either fed directly on. The sigil or housed in a box, basically, right? And what they what they are is they they can be programmed for a singular task or multiple tasks, right? And sometimes, sometimes they can gain their own sentience, right? But most of the time, they are not sentient and they're singular. They're singular focused, right? So, um. They don't have free will. They don't have anything like that, right? They are they are created and destroyed to do... They're created to do one task, usually. So if I say, I want you to... I, I need this servitor to go out and do something like... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be... I'm going to be stupid right now. So let's say I want the server to go and mess with you. Mm-hmm. That's its singular task. And once it does that, the it's, it's done. It's gone. Okay. Right? So that's different from tulpas, right? Because tulpas become sentient. They have their own free will and they can exist longer than the creator wanted or can exist much longer than the than the creator right so if you if you die and you have a tulpa guess what your tulpa is still there right because it's still a thing you never you never destroyed it mm-hmm. it can go on and that's 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 the difference right so there's also something called a golem which is very similar to a tulpa i think that maybe maybe some of you guys are are wondering about, right? So, golems are thought forms that are brought to life and are usually programmed with only one sing- singular command, right? 
So they're very useful until their program is completed, right? So a golem may become destructive after it finishes its purpose. Usually you give a golem a name and say the name backwards to undo it, right? So it has to be, you have to say it, say the name backwards so that you can basically kill it. How, how do you create that? So they, they're usually tied to a clay vessel, right? So they're, they're, um, they're, they're of Jewish, the, the, the idea of golems are Jewish, right? So it's Jewish from the Jewish magical tradition traditions. They create these golems and essentially they say, some people say that they believe that if you break the vessel, you will kill, you'll kill or free the golem, right? So you will kill it or you will free it. Yes. So those are two very largely different things. Yeah. So there's different ideas about it, but, um, and if it's freed, <laughs> if it's freed, uh, I don't know. You're fucked, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Cause it's coming after you. Oh, okay. So I guess, I guess servitors are not sentient. Golems usually do one thing, one thing only. And tulpas are sentient and have free will and can do, do whatever they want. So that's the differences. It's complicated. There's a lot of shit going on with it. But it sounds very complicated. Yeah. So this is like I'm we're just skimming the top level surface of all of this shit. Mm. So everybody, if you're interested, yeah, you have to go out and read specifically about all of these different things because there is literally a metric load of everything related to these things, right? So there's different ways to create them. There's different ways to deal with them. There's different. I mean, there's all kinds of stories of of them turning on people or uh, showing up like like what? Give me um, an example. So I'd rather them just go out and look in Reddit, right? There's a ton of stories on Reddit. Right? On Reddit, okay. Yeah, so I'll tell you a good positive one. So so we don't seem like this is all negative or whatever, right? So there's this guy, his name is Fernando uh, Pas, uh, Pessoa. His name is Fernando Pessoa. He's a famous poet from Portugal, right? Uh, essentially, he had a whole host of talpas, right? And Because they're all helping him. Yes. Okay. So, so they, he had a good relationship with his talpas. And he had like 70 of them. I don't know, something like that. 70 okay. plus tulpas. How do you keep them all straight? You got me. I don't, I have but no. But again, idea. I mean, like, go ahead. So he had a, a lot of these, right? And essentially, what they, some of them were, he credited for creating some of his most famous poetry, right? They edited each, they edited each other's works, right, and wrote prolifically, including writing some of Pessoa's most famous works. So, so say I have ten tulpas in me. These tulpas are helping. They write some of my some of my stuff. This tulpa 
let's say Bob and Tulpa Tom are editing each other's stuff, right? Where I'm just the host in the middle, but I release it under my name and blah, 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 right? So that was a positive thing, right? He, he, uh, put, he put, you know, put out works with, you know, all kinds of, uh, different tulpas, right? So, um, anyway, so there's, there's all kinds of different things that you can investigate regarding this, regarding tulpas, regarding all this other stuff, but I'll let you guys go out and check that out. Um, but yeah, essentially their thought forms and that's it. Right. So crazy. Yeah. The, the idea of them are insane. I think. So, wow. I want to get a couple of these. Are you sure? I mean, if they can help me get some things done around here. <laughs> can they do housework? <laughs> can they cook dinner and change baby diapers? That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Do they mow grass? Yeah, do they seriously? Do they mow grass? We're looking for somebody that can mow our grass. <laughs> um Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story or subject. You know, there's there's a lot lot to it. So, but there are people that... How many people, or what did you read about that don't agree with a tulpa? They say, this is BS. Tulpas are BS. Like, how I, much of that did you read? I, never, I didn't see much of that at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because so, they're, they're a pretty... They're a pretty... Um, highly investigated part of the paranormal. So they've, they've been investigated pretty thoroughly and not a lot of critics that I've read so far. So, so at least, at least in the Tibetan type, right? The other type, I don't know. So, okay. I'm a critic of that. If, would you say that majority of the tulpas are external? It, it just depends on how you look at it, right? Because if you say that majority of them are in, they reside internally. They don't, they don't leave, right? It just depends. Then. Is it hard to to show scientifically? It's not because be- a person is very multifaceted. Yeah, if you look, if you look, I have highs and lows, and there are days when I have no energy, and then there are days that I have high energy, and then you know what I'm saying. If you're looking, so- if you're looking at it in the sense that everything's internal and it uses your faculties, and you and you have a system of multiple tulpas inhabiting the same same brain then definitely can understand what you're saying but if you look at it in the sense of how alexander david neal and the tibetans view them there's external uh, there's external manifestations of these thought forms and they can be studied right they can you can you can actually study this right with the Philip experiment with all these different parapsychology experiments that have been done. It's a legitimate 
legitimate thing, right? It's a legitimate phenomenon that definitely can be measured. I, I Yeah, definitely can be measured, I would say. So if you look at it the other way, though, it's just, it's to me, it's dissociative identity disorder all the way. Mm. I think. I wouldn't go that far, but yes. It, it, I think it, it could, is. It could be a psychological thing. Yeah, you can't say definitively, but like, it seems to me to be to be that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? You think? I don't know. You don't know. But I'd be happy with a tulpa. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I I knew very little about a tulpa. Yeah, the, like I didn't realize all you, of the old. Actually, go ahead. Sorry. I had just heard about them like within I don't know the last couple of weeks. Oh really? Okay. So, but I am so green; it's not even funny. Well, now you know a little bit more. You're you're educating me. Educating you. Well, I'm educating myself as well, because I like I didn't realize. All of I, I didn't. I had never heard of Alexander David Neal. I had never heard of the, how the origins of tulpas came to be. Right. So, so there's experts, obviously. Um, yes. I mean, the Tibetans, the 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 Tibetans, are experts in this, right? So this is this is how, this is where this all came from. This is where the idea of tulpas came from. Yes. So. Yeah. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. And then the people are like, uh, yeah, we've known about this. <laughs> we've known about this. We we haven't learned anything. I know, dumbasses. <laughs> we have like three in our house right now, idiots. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we're, we're late to the party, probably. Yeah. It is pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, if you guys have I think any... I would rather have a tulpa than a poltergeist. Just what? saying. Well, would you rather have a pissed off tulpa? Well, no, they're not going to be pissed off at me. How do you know? Because I'm going to tell them how great they are. Oh, you're going to speak to them in their tulpish language <laughs> and tell them how great they are, eh? If I keep talking about a tulpa, am I going to create one? We might create the idea of the word tulpa if we keep saying tulpa. I know. Let's stop t- talking about tulpas. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> All right, you're probably you guys are probably tired of us talking about it too. So. Like if these assholes say tulpa <laughs> one more time. Okay, well that, I guess that's it then. If you guys have any experience experience with it, let us know. Right. Uh, Listen, I'm not saying that tulpas aren't real, and I'm not talking shit about. Well, you're talking shit. For or against a tulpa. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know, but I've never created a bolt tulpa that I knowingly know of, right? So I don't know. But I'd love to hear a story. If somebody thinks that they've have had one. Yeah, tell us. I say for cool. real. For I'd real. love to know more. Tell us. Send us send us an email. Get us on Twitter. You wanna spit out all that? I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're at the circle path. On Instagram and Twitter, get us at the, uh, the what is it, the, the circlepath at gmail.com. 
send us all your stories, subscribe to, uh, to the podcast and your, in whatever app you'd like. It helps the show. And, uh, I guess that's it. So until next time, kids, we will uh, talk to you later. Love bye. You, see you. Bye. Thank you.